This is Disabled Girls Who Lift. We are reclaiming what's rightfully ours one podcast at a time. It's Mary Beth, Chloe, and Marcia bringing you the thoughts and unpopular topics to get you out of that ableist comfort zone. Okay, let's party. Hello, hello. Welcome everyone to another episode of Disabled Girls Who Lift. Thank you for your support on Patreon, buying our little stickers, the couple of t-shirts we have left. We love you. This is Marcia Shive on Seminole Tribe Land, and I'll let Mary Beth take it from here. Good morning. We do have a few shirts left, right? Like a lot of those Black Disabled Girl, Black Disabled Lives Matter shirts. Pretty much it. Like two not your inspiration porn shirts left. Your favorite, but it's probably like a size that's not yours. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm tuning in from Northern California sitting on Ohlone land. And it's been a while, but we finally have a guest on our podcast. The lovely Mariah, really good friends with Dr. Marcia, (laughs) um, (laughs) who is currently sitting on Plantation, Florida right now on Seminole tribe land. What are we going to talk about? down the street uh mariah and life and things and stuff i mean <laughs> so say hello Welcome, guys hi <laughs> hello. hello nice to see you hello <laughs> for having me on here i appreciate it yeah um i mean i guess we didn't put it on the list but i guess maybe we could talk about why we know each other because I feel like that's kind of an interesting story too now that I think about it yeah I want to know (laughs) it is it is yes please tell Mary Beth Mariah how how did we meet so I met you whenever I started to go to uh, this physical therapy place uh oh gosh back in what was it two two thousand 2016 or something yeah maybe 16 right somewhere around there and um she was actually working there i think as an intern right no no i was working for real for real i was the first uh we're not gonna name it by the way because i don't want anybody (laughs) looking it up um but i was the the first like therapist that he hired yes So she was working there and I started going there um, and that's how I ended up meeting her. And it was just funny because I, I'm going to not lie. I didn't think we would be become friends. I really did not. (laughs) Tell me why. (laughs) I don't, I just like, I feel like our personalities are so different, but we got, we get along so great though. Like it's amazing how I just, I honestly thought one of my first met you, like, there's no way this girl's ever going to be my friend. (laughs) Like, there's no way. But we get all so great. And we always have so much fun when we hang out. So, and the rest is history. We just remain friends. Even after I left, I had to leave because I started going to go back to school to do my master's. So I had to leave. And then I found out later she left also. And we just remained in contact since then. For six years. Yes. Oh, well, you put it like that. That's a long time. That's nuts. You put it that way. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's kind of weird because uh, in general, I don't have the mindset to like start friendships with people that I work with. You know, like I'm just generally try to be a nice human to all the humans, right? Like, um, so there are a lot of people that like do try to start friendships with me and I'm like, yeah, no, I don't want to be friends with you. I'm just being nice because I'm just not an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but Mariah was like, actually, no, this, this chick's actually kind of cool. I think, um, <laughs> I think we solidified our friendship after you saw my butt and put those, uh, what are those machines to make the muscles like, you know, um, what is that called? Right? The East Dim. The Stim. The East Dim. Yeah, once you show somebody your ass, you gotta be friends. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> We're friends. There's no going back. There's no, no, yeah, there's there's some lines you cross. If you see me cry, if you see my butt cheek, we have to be friends. <laughs> I mean, you know, one more like become friends. Yeah. Yeah. So that was nuts. That was um, 
That was interesting. Um, I would also say personally for me, it it's like interesting how I relate to Mariah and, and like the life that she lives that I never understood before. And then once I got sick, I still don't understand her life, obviously. But once I got sick, I was like, oh, all right, this this does suck. This this is a little rougher than I thought it was. I didn't put all these things together because when you go to school, they make things seem like so like, oh, yeah, insurance pays for this. And and doctors will solve these problems. And it nah, just seems bro. like so tidy and neat. Yeah. So like like you used to yeah. have um, the thing about like when you had to get your shoes or when you had to get your car. And to me, like as a stupid, able bodied person at the time, I'm like, oh, why can't you just go get your shoes, shoe lift made? That seems simple yeah so okay let's talk about <laughs> what disability i have yeah so um i was you know i i got polio when i was a baby i am from india so unfortunately i didn't get the luxury of having the uh, vaccine and unfortunately i got polio so now i use a manual wheelchair and with that it comes a lot of challenges but with saying that I do work I do live alone I drive I do everything that everybody else can do it just mine is with a twist I would say yeah you're just like on <laughs> like, hard mode you're playing your game on hard to, mode yes exactly on hard mode with a lot of challenges you know that they face every single day and it's and it's true a lot of people don't understand what that's like as a disabled person because you're right you're thinking oh just get a car it's like I can't just get any car I have to get a car that fits my hand controls, for example. And not all cars are like that. Or I can't just buy any shoes. I have to buy shoes that work with my leg braces. That I can put a lift on. It's a, it's a lot. It's like 50 steps just in one thing. While you yeah. guys do one step, I have to do 50 things. You know. And it's it like- costs you 50 <laughs> times more. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Hand controls on a car are not cheap. <laughs> no, they're really expensive. So I... So if you do one where it's already put on the car, I think it's more than $1,000. But the one I have is the portable one. And I actually found those on Amazon for like 200 and something. So I'm able to take it off my car and put it on your car, for example, if, mm. if it's the brake type uh, you have. Oh, I didn't know That's that. I thought, I thought everything had to be permanent forever. Yeah, or oh, customized. No, no. Yeah, I don't know how, but I was able to find these portable ones. And I've had these since college and they've been working for me so far so hopefully i can uh, they'll last me longer and i can find them again this is really good it's a really good brand and it's, it's worked out really great right. you're gonna so have to far. give us the link for this so yeah. you can share that for other people that might be looking i mean two hundred dollars yeah. yeah but um okay, but that bus is back in college so by yeah now it might be more expensive. <laughs> yeah inflation i mean if yes. a pound of ground beef doubled then that's probably tripled for all we know but back to the point of like having to pay hundreds extra like you know even if it's at a discount it's still way more than an average car user yeah 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 or even the shoes and getting your shoe lift made like even Mm -hmm. if you have the insurance that covers it you have to have a certain diagnosis and they'll only give you the shoes for like oh well you get one shoe every five years or like oh like nothing is simple (laughs) yeah no not at all nothing is simple at all so it's pretty wild to see to like uh, understand that but it's also kind of sad to me because like if I never became sick would I've ever really understood it I mean obviously because we're a friendship and I see the way you're living there's a level of understanding but at the same time it's like it kind of sucks that able-bodied people aren't able to just be like oh you're telling me this is hard I believe you I see Mm. your perspective wow that's crazy like no it's never like that I think it's because the only thing that's visible to able-bodied folks is like the accommodations part of disabilities. They see people with handicap, um, stalled handicap, um, like spots in the parking lot. And they're like, oh my gosh, they get the front of the row. They get all of this like um, handed to them, but also the the population of disabled folks and how many (laughs) spots there are compared to that. It's like, what happens when we run out, you know, or that's, I don't know. It's, there's just so there's a limited understanding to like what is actually needed and what you see that is given. 
no, that's true. That's and I think, and I think to be honest, like you know, I think any any handicapped person would give up that spot to be able to walk. You know, <clears throat> like it's not like I understand. You know, I go, oh, you get the first, but it does not. Oh, what's what we're, like, oh i get the first you know spot that, that yeah i think uh i think i can say on behalf of probably everybody that would gladly give up that spot to be able to be an able-bodied person not deal with the challenges that come with it you know not that you know there's anything wrong with disabled people but i'm just saying like life would be a lot more easier i think you know so yeah yeah no that's true that's what they see oh you're the first in line you get to skip at disney world like and you still have all of these websites and accounts that are like accusing people of faking disabilities and right stuff. like okay maybe one in a thousand people are faking it but like <laughs> okay but it's still such a horrible perception you know like why would anybody go through the extent of like just being in front of the line okay it's still hurt as fuck to get up here yeah <laughs> you know? yeah you're expending like twice the energy mm-hmm. just to freaking be in the line but whatever yeah they don't get it they probably won't get it um but i am curious mariah do you feel like that has at all gotten any better or worse or about the same when you speak to people that aren't disabled like since you were a kid to now are the times changing i think as a kid people were a bit more um i guess sympathetic oh i don't know if it's sympathetic but they just i think as a kid they're more nicer to you because you're a kid you know what they're gonna say to you but as an adult you know that's all gone you know and i think i mean There, there has been some great people in my life, and I, and I love the people that I do have around me. You know, I appreciate them. But I think there's a lot of people who, who just, you know, they see you, but they don't really see you. They just see your disability. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and, and they just assume that. That's the thing that annoys me the most is like when people that don't know me, like strangers off the street, or like let's say if I go a job interview or somewhere. They just assume, like, oh, okay, well, if you're in a chair, then I guess you can't do anything, you can't move, you can't think, you can't. And it's like, <laughs> why Why are you associating that, you know? What does the wheelchair have to do with my brain? What does the wheelchair have to do with my ability? If I've been surviving this long without you, I can still continue surviving without you, you know? Yeah. Um, if I'm able to manage, come to an interview, if I'm able to manage to get myself to work, then why are you trying to put limitations on it? You know what I mean? Like, that happens a lot. I think people try to put limitations on you, like, well you should get this kind of job or you should um live here and it's like why <laughs> why do i need a job where i just sit in an office all day what if i don't like that i mean you know like and i just feel like people tend to limit you on what they think that you should do or do not do i don't know i don't know how to explain it it's kind of like no, that that's and very well explained <laughs> yeah and it doesn't make any sense because like i wouldn't go to you and be like oh well you wear glasses so you should just in the front and <laughs> you should you know like i'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not going to do that to you. So why are you doing that to me? Let me put the limitations on myself. You know, you don't do that. Yeah. I like it. You're a whole ass human being, but they don't really see that. They can't see past whatever device you happen to be using. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and it gets frustrating because like, I shouldn't have to explain to you what I can and cannot do. Cause you don't do that to somebody else. Yeah. You know? Somebody Thanks. else doesn't have to explain to them. Like, oh well I have diabetes uh, I you know they don't do that you, yeah. you just leave it alone so just because you can see mine and the funny thing is even though I have a visible disability I am a lot more healthier more able than most able people that I know yeah. you know like I like I don't have any limitations or if I do have limitations I always find a way to get around it and still do what I need to do you know yeah no that's the thing at the end of the day people would not like does not compute like you walked up to anybody right you rolled up to anybody right now in your wheelchair and you're like i'm actually healthier than you they're gonna be like that's impossible yeah there's no way like you you there's no way you could be healthier than me (laughs) (laughs) there's no way they wouldn't believe it they would dead ass think like no you must be you're in a wheelchair you must have like i don't know high blood pressure or diabetes or something you probably can't breathe Mm -hmm. like they're gonna assume all these things on top of the fact they're assuming that you can't think for yourself 
yeah trash just all around trash assumptions go on yeah trash you go from like thank you for your service for being a veteran yeah to to how long do you have to live because you probably have like a you know and like a you know terminal um, yeah terminal illness thank you yeah Um, or or you're too pretty to be in the wheelchair how did you get there or too too young (laughs) like I've had those comments and I'm like, what? What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> You've gotten too pretty to be in a wheelchair? I've done like, yeah. Or like I've gotten comments like, oh, because I tell people like I'll go camping, right? And like I remember one guy's like, you're too pretty to go camping. I'm like, what does that have to do with <laughs> Like, what does my look have to do with anything? <laughs> like, just let me camp, man. Leave me alone. I don't know. <laughs> let me live. Comments- <laughs> yeah. Like, I just don't understand. Like, you know, getting a disability it doesn't discriminate it's like it can happen to anybody at any moment you can be born with it you can get it later because I was born healthy actually I didn't have any issue it wasn't it was just like when I was probably like nine months or whatever I was I ended up getting polio just because like I said I didn't get the luxury of not getting that vaccine so like these I get annoyed people who uh (laughs) anti-vaxxers you're like literally living yeah, because I'm, I'm, my life is what it is because of just one shot. Like, if you really put it into perspective, like, wow, my life would be so different if I just got this one itty bitty tiny winning shot. And that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like, if you put it into that perspective, it's like, wow, how much a difference it has really changed my life. Like, it's yeah. completely, it's just crazy when I think about it. And like, and it makes me sad sometimes. Like, man, I wouldn't be like this if I just was born, like, I guess, in a privileged life because, you know, in India, at the time, you know, I don't know how it is now, but at the time, you know, I came from an extremely poor family. Like my mother died of starvation, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and my father abandoned me and stuff. So I ended up in an orphanage, but I came from really, really poor, poor family that we didn't have anything. So that's why I wasn't able to get the vaccine, you know. Yeah. So like it's a blessing to live here in America where people can have that choice to do the vaccine or not and I think people need to understand how privileged they are because there's millions of people out there who have died or who have different lifestyles just because of something as simple as that yeah you know especially as babies like from the minute you're born you have non-stop like you have nothing but vaccines handed Mm -hmm. to you here in the U.S. it's like Mm -hmm. everything is preventative um, until you have that personal choice it's like what the hell yeah, yeah. And like you know like is a ble- to me that's a blessing that you know a country like america or other places where you have that option or you have the opportunity given to you and you have that access you know because it, it does change people's lives a lot and i don't think people understand that like how mm. how it affects people like you just don't get it they don't see it all they see is is like their everyday they see their grocery stores they see their nice and tidy apartments and they see like life looks great so why do i need a vaccine like there's no perspective honestly that's a feeling of of of, uh public health because that was supposed to be their job they're supposed to teach us that (laughs) but i mean we could go on and on about public health and their failures (laughs) absolute trash so when did you move? When, <laughs> how old were you when you moved to the U.S. and what was that like culture shock like for you? So I, um, so I was in the orphanage. Um, so this is what happened. So when my mother died and my father abandoned me, my aunt and my uncle actually found me and took me in, and they raised me for a while, and then they actually put me in an orphanage there in India because they wanted me to have like a better better life. So they, you know, they were hoping because like I said, extremely poor, they couldn't afford me. So I was in the orphanage. I think I, I went to the orphanage when I was like five or something. And I was there for like a couple of years. And then there was a family here that in Tennessee, they found me through a, a agency, a, a international adoption agency or something. Mm-hmm. So my mom came to India. She came to pick me up. So I came to the States when I was seven years old um i think the biggest shock for me was the abundance of food so apparently my mom said mm-hmm. like i would hide food under my bed because you mm-hmm. know i didn't 
because I didn't have food. So the fact that they, I had access to food, I would eat so much. She said, like, it was ridiculous how much I would eat out of the house. And then she, I would hide food and she would find food under my mm. bed because I was just like, oh, my gosh, there's food here. And, you know, I think that was the biggest uh, change for me because I was a little kid. So, you know, I learned English yeah. and all that stuff. And, and I still remember the first day arriving to America because I'd never seen snow before. Oh, <laughs> was, gosh. You then, got everything in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. So I came during January, Ooh. so in in Ooh. 1994, right? And I saw Ooh. snow. Got you. And I, That's I, cold as hell. I know, and I remember this. I remember grabbing a big chunk of it off the car and putting it in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> a free snow cone. Yeah, and she started yelling at me, and she's spitting it out of my mouth, and she's like, "Don't eat that!" And I'm just like munching away, like, "Ooh, what is this?" <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. Because <laughs> I didn't know what it was, and I and I still remember this is grabbing it and just like you know eating it, and she's like spitting it out of your mouth. I'm like, oh. Okay, oh I didn't forget how cold it is. First of all, forget how, or how cold dirty. It is. I mean, I came off the car. So, yeah, no. You know, and I just like so like, and I remember seeing the first time seeing television. First time seeing a Christmas tree because they had still had the Christmas tree up, and I never seen any of that. And the first movie American movie I ever watched was Charlotte's Web. I still remember that. Oh, <sighs> little Mariah. I didn't know you were that old. I thought you were a little younger. No, girl, I'm 36. No, no, I mean, not that. Like seven. I meant that you came, <laughs> that you came. Because that's like, you can remember that for real, oh, yeah. for real. Yeah. Seven is yeah. seven is big brain time. Like, you got thoughts and feelings at seven. I remember, I remember coming. I remember the flight. I remember being on the plane. You know how they feed you? So apparently I ate all my food. I ate my mom's food. And I was trying to steal our neighbor's food. Apparently, oh, yeah. Because so. you, you didn't know. Poor little baby. The poor little baby was in, like, survival mode. I don't yeah. know what else. Yeah. And let me get that. I, I think, you going to finish those crackers? Had... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me get that. I think that was the first time I had access to, like, food food. Like, you know, in the orphanage, you would only get, like, a certain amount, a certain time. And that was it. You know, yeah. it was a poor mm-hmm. orphanage. So, like, me seeing this much food, I was just like, like you said, survival mode i'm like oh let me just feed myself now so you know i will be hungry later so that was interesting like one person told me like stop staring at people's food i'm like what uh you know and then you started school immediately when you came no i did not actually i was homeschooled because i didn't know any english Mm -hmm. so i was homeschooled for oh gosh i think year and a half or something and then when i went to public school i went starting in second grade second grade yeah and that was a whole nother mission because my mom had to fight to have me be in normal classes like she literally had to fight every year because they just thought oh well she's in a wheelchair we're gonna put her in the mentally challenged classes you know and she's like no there's nothing wrong with her brain it's just that she just has the physical limitations that's it so that was mm-hmm. a whole nother battle but we literally would have to like she would go in there she, let me tell you my mom is a strong woman and you don't mess with her and i think that's where i get my strong independence is from her so she would go to school like she didn't care. She would go in there and she would fight these people and she would fight the school board. She would fight everybody. And she's like, no, we're not doing this, you know, and she would fight to allow me to just go to normal classes, do normal things, because like, why not? Like, I don't understand why the school assumes just because someone's in a wheelchair, there's something wrong with their brain. Like, where are you getting that correlation from? That makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And you talking about 36. So that's before ADA. And even if you got it, it in the part of ADA, like there's still that I'm sure in the beginning people don't give a shit, right? Like even when ADA is enacted, I'm sure you still have to be like, "Hello, there's laws now." Oh, yeah. oh gosh. I mean, yeah, look at Juneteenth, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. People don't care. You know, like I told you, Marcina, I'm always trying to find a, a place to a buy. And it's crazy how nothing is accessible. Like the bathroom's not accessible, the entrance not accessible. They ha- all have ledges, but there's no ramps anywhere. Like I just don't want to understand. Like how is this yeah. possible? Like you have to spend an extra fifty thousand dollars for accessible changes to the yeah, house. Exactly, or or find a house that's fully out of my price range that is accessible. And how's that fair to me? Like that's not fair. Yeah. yeah. You have to get a shack so you can make it into an accessible shack. <laughs> you might not have a roof, but at least you God. Have a ramp. Like that's how they want you to live. Roof or ramp? Hmm. Huh. Decisions. I, I guess so. And I don't know if like people 
I don't know. You tell me, Marcia, because I know you do with a lot of disabled people. But like, do you feel like able-bodied people feel like some able-bodied, not all, but some able-bodied people feel like disabled people don't deserve to have, you know, be able to drive, deserve to have a job or make good money or have a nice car or have a nice house. I feel like there's some people out there who have that mentality. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they still, it's very black and white to them. It's very disabled is bad, broken, not normal, Mm -hmm. and I'm on the Mm -hmm. other side. Mm -hmm. And then, like, once you start shattering that, people get defensive. Honestly, that that goes for anything, but unfortunately, this is, like, one of the identities where that affects us directly. But (laughs) um, Mm. that kind of goes with anything, right? Like, if you know somebody whose parents are an asshole and you, like, bring something up and they're going to defend them and, like, feel some type of way about it because nobody wants to go through that no one wants to open up their brain and like go through their file folder of shitty thoughts and be like actually this is bad let me like let me reflect on this why do I feel that way why did I have a visceral reaction to this where is this thought coming from is it me or my parent like nobody wants to do that it's never that (laughs) (laughs) nobody wants to do that so they're gonna so like for me I definitely feel that and that's why I don't talk to a lot of people about my illness or anything because they'll be like oh mm-hmm. wow you just lay on the couch you changed your day so you have the morning free wow that must be so great I'd love to not have to work as much too it's like <laughs> I'm not doing it because I enjoy laying on the couch being in pain and like taking three hours to take a shit like <laughs> that's not yeah, yeah. that's not a lovely morning for me like I'm doing this because that's how I have to live yeah. And on the opposite side of things, I feel like they don't want to see disabled people, not to mention disabled people of color thriving. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. can never be on top. Yeah. Even if we're fucking a hundred miles away from the top, we can't even be up there. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. don't want to see disabled people, it's especially like when it comes to like being sexy and cute and pretty, like nobody wants to accept right. that either. And then they'll just like go through all of these mental loopholes of commenting like really ugly things on people's stuff and it's like at the end of the day you just don't want to deal with the fact that you're attracted to a disabled person that sounds like a personal (laughs) problem like you can dig through that i know it's like it's such a taboo and i hate that that it's such a taboo yeah and dating a disabled person or like you said finding them attractive because i mean like i get it you know we have challenges but if you're seeing a surviving this long, what do you think is gonna, you know what I mean? Like, how is that gonna affect you? If we're able to manage it, I think we're gonna manage it with, with you or without you, you know? Max. And and it's not like, <clears throat> I mean, it's not like, you know, I am I would go date someone just so they can take care of me. That's, that's not my mentality at all. You know, I, I most, most disabled people, they want, they're independent. They wanna be independent and they wanna be treated as an equal and treat as an independent person not like oh well let me do everything for you or you have to no it's not like that at all yeah doesn't feel good or nice at all at least not to me I mean and it's so it's so wild because you would be like if you are like oh I need somebody who's rich who could afford me and like make my home accessible people would be like oh Mariah that's so trash but if you were someone that's like I want to be a stay-at-home mom and have a bunch of kids and you were able-bodied people would be like that's great (laughs) (laughs) so like yeah yeah. it really is like such a taboo like nobody even puts disability in the frame of any of those thoughts absolute trash yeah because they also want to define like what your future looks like as a woman right yeah (laughs) oh yeah that's true that's true that's what I was telling somebody I was watching love is blind I was like when are they gonna have somebody that's like I don't want to have any kids right <laughs> i want to see that come out <laughs> They're also oh my gosh that's so excited. funny because i'm watching that show too and i'm like man i wonder if i should audition for this yeah there's there's no <laughs> visibly like, disabled people know? that's for sure i'd be hilarious you know, on I, mean, that. I mean right because you're saying love is blind is it really blind because mm-hmm. you know once mm-hmm. you see someone that's disabled would you like truly accept that person for that person or are you gonna be like no 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 you know yeah like i would understand if i was like a horrible person and you know like you know scammed you or something then i'll understand but if like if you're a good person or or your personality matches or you would be each other you know like just like would you just be like well the cutoff is just that you're disabled you didn't even give that person a chance yeah to just like just talk to them i'm not saying marry me just talk and get Mm -hmm. to know them and see 
does your personality match or you know would you be able to hang out with this person or you know can this person lift you up or whatever you know yeah i mean at the end of the day people have to again go through their little deep file folders of thoughts and then sort that out because what people look for like that's the thing that bothers me the most with the these reality shows and people talking about love is like i'm looking for my person i'm looking for the person that completes me i'm looking for like what are you doing like you don't have so where have you been this whole time you don't have friends that (laughs) complete your life like you don't have family or chosen family that lifts you up like why do you need the one romantic relationship to do all of that that's the part that I judge the most but yeah I would be (laughs) I think I'd be interesting on that show what do you do for fun I'll stay at home how about you (laughs) (laughs) well what do you like to do sit on the couch how about you That's it. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Yeah, that would be absolute trash. Um, I think before we start the next topic, this might be a good time for a break. All right, we're back. Pow. Bam, bam. Bam, bam. Sound effects, sound effects. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) I was Um, not expecting that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say whatever we want here. Um, yeah, so you mentioned that you get a lot more sympathy when you were a child with a disability. An adult with a disability is kind of just like, oh, you're still here. Mm. Um, so <laughs> you're still I'm kind alive? Of, you're still alive? <laughs> uh. Kind of like that. Like, oh, yeah. okay. So how does that work when it comes to like fitness, movement, physical therapy? <sighs> I think, okay, so as a kid, I think I did physical therapy when I first came here, you know, because that's when I officially got diagnosed with everything. I remember doing uh, force therapy to help me. Yeah, this is when I was really young. I was probably like eight or something. Did Um, you say horse? Mm -hmm. Horse therapy. Yeah. So like um, I would go horseback riding because they would teach you when people go horseback riding, it would teach you how to like sit up straight, help you with Mm. building muscles and it also helped because I don't know if you guys know this, but the way a horse walk is the most realistic way a human walk. So whenever I'm riding the horse, I would, I you know how they walk. I can feel how like a human would walk. The weight if shifting I was able to walk. and all that. You know, yeah, that and all sense. that. Yeah. So I remember doing his horse therapy. I don't know how long I did it, but I think I did it for a while. Because I remember competing. Like I would do competitions and I have ribbons. What? That's yeah. amazing. Wait, wait. What was the competition? Was it the horse dancing thing? Horse or like the one where they jump over oh, shit? Oh. Or like... What, what, hang on, I gotta think about it. Or this straight now. up horse racing. I think like, <laughs> oh, here, like racing jumping, jumping over. Yeah, <laughs> I was a little kid. It was like jumping over things and like even there were competitions and and wow. I just remember yes, I, I have ribbons. I, I think my mom. I hope she didn't throw them away. But I had a bunch of ribbons and stuff from where I competed in these horse shows and um. But it was a therapy at the same time. So I remember doing that as a kid, and then I think later on when I got older we didn't do therapy I just um yeah we didn't do therapy after that I mean when I first came to America we did a lot of the stuff to help build me up build my muscles build my strength build my back muscles and things like that and and then I got the proper equipment that's where I got my leg braces and my mom would force me I remember as a kid because I wouldn't want to wear them and she would force me to wear them and force me to learn how to walk to do things by myself so I had to learn how to do it so I, yeah um so yeah as a kid I didn't really have much of the therapy like every day you know mm-hmm. like it was only when I first came here mm-hmm. so and then as an adult I don't really do therapy <laughs> maybe I should but I don't yeah but even if even as an adult if you wanted to do it it's not the same no but, it's yeah. not first of all it, it costs a lot of money that I don't have um because a lot of the insurance don't cover or if the insurance does cover it they barely do anything is this you know like yeah. i don't know that part i um, do that part i do very much know if you're a child and they're just like yeah she has polio and she's got to do stuff they'll just be like all right cool whatever you need whole life don't care like it would have been covered it would have been fine but as soon mm-hmm. as you get adulthood and you get regular old commercial insurance or whatever it is, even the Medicaid, they're going to be like, well, for what? Yeah. <laughs> like, was, like, was there an accident or a traumatic yeah. incident? It, it, right? is, it had is to her wrist brain? Don't care. 
it's crazy like with my washer you know i just have a very simple basic manual washer it's nothing fancy right but i have to fight just to get one thing repaired on my chair like i have to fight the insurance company it's so annoying and then on top of that they're going to take six months or a year or longer to fix it i'm like hello like i don't have six months to just lay around and do nothing i don't have the luxury of being mm-hmm. rich like that you know like i have to go to work i have to use the things and they're just like oh Oh, well, I'm sorry. And it's so frustrating. It's like, why do I have to fight for something I need? You know, like, why, why do I have yeah. to prove to you that I need it? What more do I, like, can you not see this? Hello? And it's just, it's very frustrating. That's, a, that's the one thing as an adult that's frustrating is fighting the insurance company or fighting the company to come fix anything. They won't fix it or they'll take too long to fix it. Mm-hmm. And they don't, they don't seem to care at all. It's like not a phase. You it know? sounds like they see the wheelchair as a luxury as opposed to a necessity. Yeah, like I think six so months to a year is ridiculous. Like, yeah. like crap. you don't have an extra. This is your this is your one wheelchair. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and you know, it's not like I can just go to a place like, hey, can you fix this? Oh, no, we have to get a referral from a doctor. And then from there, we have to go. To, and I was like, why can't you just not like screw, you know, tighten up the screw? Like, what's the problem? Mm-hmm. you know yeah, somebody has to write yeah. a letter and appeal to the insurance and this and that like why for what it doesn't make exactly. any sense to me either it is absolutely seen as like a luxury not a necessity and they're like if you if you have multiple friends or you know multiple people in wheelchairs you'll see that trend they're gonna be like oh yeah be careful that one doesn't lock <laughs> be careful oh, that handle, the handle comes off yeah, yeah, like one, yeah, <laughs> that's all true. I mean, my brakes don't work on one of mine, and oh, one of the brakes and the other one's broken. And I just, you know, I just got so annoyed. But I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna start the process to get a new wheelchair because it, it's just too much. Like, it's just too much. Yeah, but it is a necessity. You literally have to get in your car, and go to work. It's an extension of people's body, and I don't think yeah. people realize that it's extension of your body. You know, it's not like. Like I said, it's not a luxury. It's not like I'm driving around a Beamer. It's like <laughs> something that I have to have. If I didn't have it, I wouldn't be able to function the, you know, to be able to do live my daily life. Yeah. So. True, 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 true. That's pretty, pretty silly. Um, but how did you get around? The master's was all online then when you did your master's because college campuses are not accessible they're trash too no I, um my it was hybrid so i oh. did a couple of classes um on um line but the other one was in campus and where i went to school it was pretty accessible i didn't really have any issues now the funny thing is when i did my undergrad now let me tell you about that Uh-oh. when i did my undergrad um i went to a college in tennessee that's in the mountains oh. and, <laughs> and yes not accessible because there's a lot of like hills and stuff you had to go up so what my mom came up with the idea was for me to get a golf cart to go around to my classes because there's mm. a bunch of hills that I couldn't do myself so um, somebody I don't know who but somebody actually donated me a golf cart that I used for four years and on the golf court I got the hand controls put on it so oh, I'm hell yeah. it. What? Yeah, you your, mom is, your mom is so baller <laughs> yeah she is She's a <laughs> straight up <laughs> so somebody donated me a golf cart which is so nice um they donated me a golf cart and we got the hand controls put on it so then I would go to all my classes um using the golf cart because they will be far apart or they will be up these massive hills man we have a bunch of hills that I would have to go up into my classes and then I would just park like in the grass area in front of the building. I would unload the chair because I will. I found a way to lift the chair up myself onto the golf cart, tie it down, and then go to my classes and take it down and all that. So that's how I got around my campus in my undergrad because otherwise I wouldn't be able to manage doing it by myself. Damn. <laughs> so. Damn. And sometimes those hills are super steep. So like, I don't oh, no, did these you... were, think about Tennessee, because this is in Tennessee, so Tennessee has a lot of what we call, like, rolling hills, mm-hmm. and these are, like, steep, I'm talking about when they're steep, they're steep hills, like, oh, when I'm in the golf cart, it would just go flying down, I wouldn't even have to put the, oh my god, uh, um, uh, press on the gas, because it would just go zoom down, because that's how steep they were, they were big hills, it wasn't, like, these simple little winky dink, no, 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 like, they were major, 
so every, yeah, every so day at college was an adventure you know <laughs> it wasn't an adventure you know or people would like ride with me because they're like oh, I'm gonna ride you know so yeah that was interesting that's a little fun should have made, made that a business should have charged yeah. people <laughs> Should have been because I was poor. I should have. <laughs> so you know, like I said, we all we ha- have different challenges, right? And like yeah. anybody that's disabled, we all have different challenges. But like we have find ways to get around it. You know, the same yeah. with my car. Uh, you know, I don't want to drive a, a stupid van. Okay, so don't tell me to drive a van. Mm-hmm. So I <laughs> learned how to use the hand controls, and I learned. And the funny thing with my license, I I taught myself how to drive in one week, and I went and got my license, and I passed. On the first time. Damn. Yeah, that's your mom so, right there. That's <laughs> no, your no, mom's mom energy for me. sure. Yeah, that is. But because yeah. I, because we got the hand controls put on the car when I was young for me to do my driving. Yeah, my mom did not teach me at all. So. I've, <laughs> so yeah, I she, you just like so got I, in. She just didn't teach me at all. So I'm like, man, I was wasting money. So I, I guess I those four years of driving a golf cart kind of taught me how to drive. And <laughs> I borrowed, <laughs> then I borrowed a friend's car and I had to put on the hand controls because these were different. So I taught myself how to drive the car and the hand controls in one week. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take my test. I went on that path. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so, yeah. That's nice. amazing. No nice. collisions on the golf cart? <laughs> um, yes, there was one. <laughs> Just being honest. But that, was, but that was because there was too many people on the cart and there was too much weight. Mm. Oh, so we gosh. Running. I don't know if it was a tree. No, we ran into a stop sign. Totally stop sign. And I took out, oh gosh, I remember one time I didn't need to, but I took out somebody's name tag. Like it was some like actual like official person that worked at my school. And I took the name tag out and I was like, <gasps> and I feel so bad. I'm like, I'm sorry. I totally took your name. You know how they have sign parking and a name Oh, there? you knocked it. Yeah. Them. Whoopsie. I, I, you don't I park totally here anymore. <laughs> There are always I golf cart collisions on campus. I was so I was so embarrassed. I totally took the name out, and I'm like, I'm so sorry about this, but here's your name tag. They were probably already having a oh, bad day. Yeah. <laughs> is this a sign? Am I fired? I was, I was thinking about quitting anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you probably changed maybe. someone's whole life. Oh, you yeah. did them a favor. There you go. You see? That's yeah, awesome. <laughs> you yes. changed your whole life. Yeah. So, how is it where you're working now? Do you have to think of some golf cart level adventure? Um, <laughs> can you just roll in. No. <laughs> so, I mean, now, um, so, okay, so I work for the government, and the first office that I worked at was, I mean, the building itself is accessible, but the doors were not accessible, which government buildings should be accessible, you know? Um, so they're supposed to put like this, you know, those buttons where you push it and the door automatically opens. Um, this building, um, did not have this at all. I don't know why, but they didn't have any of that. So it took a year for them to, um, do anything about it. Um, the, now I did get promoted. So I'm at a different office now. This office, everything is accessible. They have all the, the doors, um, that have the push, push button everywhere. So I don't, I don't have any issues. Or, you know, and people there are so nice. Like, if I have issues, like, if I need to help lifting these boxes, there's always people available to do that. So it's been pretty easy so far. That's good. Yeah. That's pretty nuts, though. In a government building, they don't even have the button to press. Like, come on. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, because, I mean, you're a federal building. You should have everything accessible, you know? And it took a whole year, and it took you to tell them they needed to change the doors. No, so like when I first got there, yeah, I saw the document saying, hey, let's, you know, to make your AD accessible. But yeah, they took a year to do it. So, yikes. You would think at least they'd be better than a random like condo building, you know? Mm, yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, it should be like that, you know? Yeah. But I no, don't know. nobody knows. And the people that I don't I don't even know how that works when they get inspectors or when things get approved or not approved. But I noticed that a lot of places, even just like the door wait, because you know how the door is not supposed to just like slam shut. There's so mm-hmm. many places where even that isn't even fixed. Even that isn't correct. So the door, yeah. you like as soon as you open it, it's just like whop, slam mm-hmm. right on you. 
or the door is like too heavy to open you know yeah. like i'm i mean i'm not the strongest person but i'm pretty strong and if i can't open a door like that makes sometimes like why would you have it this heavy for someone to open you know yeah. and it's not just me because if you have like a mom who has a you know a baby carriage and a kid how's she gonna be able to do all that if, you know that's, that's a lot mm-hmm. yeah so. it's everybody's thinking about it with one person in mind that's the part that's pretty messed up oh yeah i, mean, I if, love yeah no no i love it when i go to a so-called handicap bathroom and i'm like who designed this stupid bathroom (laughs) (laughs) if my wheelchair cannot fit into it you know and my wheelchair is a small wheelchair you know you've seen it marcia it's a small wheelchair if my small wheelchair cannot fit in a bathroom stall and i can't close the door then who who the hell was like oh this is handicap accessible yeah like that makes no (laughs) sense to me like because i i do come across that a lot of these so-called handicapped bathrooms that ADA but they're not really ADA because if I can't get into it and I can't close the door what do they want me to do pee with the door open like I don't understand yeah I don't know who decided that like how does that get checked out I'm very confused by that also because some of this mm. the, the math ain't mathing it's not making sense here and that could be I'm... anybody for real it could be just somebody carrying a lot of bags how they're gonna close the door like hello anybody but when they're building they're just thinking of like standard man <laughs> yeah there's got to be a minimum size requirement for that though via the ada i remember like the building that i used to like manage on campus for performances the elevator the elevator was the shittiest thing and that it can like it, it can take a, man- a manual wheelchair but it can't take an automatic because it is like twice the size mm. but the university ruled that it is accessible because it can take a manual i'm like what? what the fuck what That's about all of the other enough. people yeah so and it took years and years and years to fight it and it's still like the more complaints that we could get to the university then they'll get something done and it still has nothing like, <sighs> they haven't yeah. changed it yeah, because you know it, you have to retrofit the whole building like change the whole building for an elevator nobody wants so to do what that. nobody <laughs> wants to do that but yeah. I think that's so much cheaper than getting a lawsuit, just you know, a fire right. putting it out there. Yeah, my first name. <laughs> like so much cheaper. And I think I feel like I swear these people who are like, oh yeah, this is ADA. They have to be able-bodied people. It can't. It's not like people like me that's going, okay, this is not ADA, or yes, this is, or this is. You know what I mean? Like even like buildings with ramps. There's some ridiculous ramps out there. I'm like, nobody can like push themselves up these ramps because they're so steep or whatever and they're like yeah. oh yeah this is accessible it's like oh no my it's God. not oh, yeah. no it's not the ramps that they have they're oh, like winding yes, i'm like I was who gonna the hell making these sharp turns they this just is like gran turismo a... like what the hell they try to make those ramps like aesthetic as opposed to functional yeah you have to you have to travel like two miles versus the 20 feet that oh my god how can you turn in those things like hello like i hate it when they're so steep that i can barely push myself up there and i just get no it was annoying because it's like this is what you call accessible like who i need fire this person please like you know yeah And it's it's like, you're somebody that could literally lift your wheelchair, pick it up, put it apart, put it together. But if you can't roll yourself Mm -hmm. up a ramp, like, hello, something really is wrong here. Exactly. Like something's up. It's not, it's not you like not being able to push because some people have different, you know, different levels of strength. Like clearly you are strong. If you Mm -hmm. can't do it, something's wrong with the ramp. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, Like it doesn't make sense. Even the new buildings, like the things that I'm talking about are mostly the new buildings, those stupid winding ramps, I feel like are, are all new buildings where they're trying to yeah. make it and pretty. And it's like, what are you doing here? Fuck those architects. Yeah. Like, yeah, we need exactly. some disabled architects, I guess. And some disabled uh, uh, yeah. permit people, whoever does the permits. Because mm-hmm. they absolute trash. I agree. I agree. Like, it's just not. It's not accessible at all. It's very, it's, it's very rare to find one that's like perfectly accessible. You know, ramp, the door, the bathrooms, everything is very rare to find that. Yeah, yeah something's always missing. Mm-hmm. Or it even is. the parking spot. They put it across the street. Why do you want me to cross the street? Like we or, went to- or like, <laughs> where? Remember, like we went to the kimchi mart, and the the handicap spot was across the street at the what? part where there's at the part where somebody comes into the lot. 
that's where oh they put gosh. the handy. So can you imagine if there's somebody that like takes a lot of time to get out or let's say they have the ramp and the like power chair needs to come down. Somebody could literally come yeah. off the street and feel. No, yeah. <laughs> you need, you need space like, around the spot. Hello. To too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. No, no sense. Made no sense. No, it's frustrating when you notice that buildings and um, businesses just like mark it off their checklist. You know, mm-hmm. like it's it was obviously a checklist to them, and they spent no more than five minutes thinking about how this could be convenient for someone. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the bare minimum I can do to have this checked yeah. off by whoever's checking, so that I wouldn't get a lawsuit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's all they care. Yeah, pretty twash be silly um but we got like about 10 minutes left what what have we not talked shit about that you did you want to get off your chest get it all off i mean i don't know about that Uh, (laughs) there's nothing that quick there's nothing that quick i think you know i think people like if they're like able-bodied listeners i think you one like you know it's a saying that i say you know don't um don't like you know don't just assume that person's uh this you know i mean don't put limitations on it and don't assume that oh this this person can't do this or this person can't do that you know let them be the one to tell you like oh yeah well i can't do that or oh yes i can you know i mean let them be the one to tell you and don't don't put more limitations on them like you know like if i'm working don't come to me and say well you shouldn't do this job you should do a job where you're just sitting all day like what the fuck man no um you know, or like, you know, how do you know? Like, maybe I'm the type of person, which I am. I'm the type of person that I want to like travel. I'm the type of person I would love to have a job where I can go to different countries, work abroad, and things like that. And I know that comes with challenges, but I'm willing to take that challenges. You know, don't put that limitation on me. And say, well, you shouldn't do that kind of work. But you mm-hmm. should just have a, you know, office job where you just sit there all day and just no, that's not what I'm. Want. that's not what makes me happy you know let me let me live my life as happy the way i want to you know we have a lot of things that go against us you know don't do something mm-hmm. else to make it worse for us you know we have a lot of challenges we have the world telling us no we have the world telling us you're worthless and you're not good enough or you're not worthy you know don't just you know like it's frustrating because i already have the world tell me that so let me live the life that i want to live the best i can and if i am in the middle of doing something and i find out oh well i can't do this then let me figure that out you yeah. know you, you don't tell me that you can't do it. Let me figure that out. And 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 if I do find that I can do it, I'll do it a different way, then okay, that's fine. Well, don't judge me by that either. You know? Like don't judge me by what you can what you can see. Judge me by what you cannot do, you know? Yeah. So I think yeah, I think that is probably the number one frustration I get is people just assume right away or they just treat me as like I am not a value human being because you know I mean you don't know what I can bring to the table there's a lot that I can bring there's a lot that I've experienced I've done probably more traveling a lot of people have known you know I'm educated I had my master's I went and did that you know I work I work full-time I work two jobs you know I work for the government I'm a federal employee like you know and if people don't look at me they probably wouldn't ever think of that for me mm-hmm. you know they would just assume like probably like I just stay home or, you know, I don't know, or I just, whatever it may be that, you know, I don't drive, I must have someone that takes care of me, I must have someone that drives me over, and that's like not true at all, and that's like with a lot of people that they don't, you know, if you don't get to know them, if you don't yeah. give them a chance, you're not going to know that about them, you know, so yeah. yeah. Those, those are all very, very big and true things that I think we can all relate to on different levels and learn from on different levels because even yeah, just being a person a with people... a disability doesn't mean you're not an asshole too right like, <laughs> yeah, like we have our own assumptions oh, we have to work through oh, too right for sure. yeah no of course of course you know yeah. and there's a lot of people who who have disability but it's not visible you know and i, I feel like sometimes those people get treated even worse mm-hmm. because it's not visible and they're just like oh well what is wrong with you oh that's the thing i hate the most please do not come up to me and go what's wrong with you <laughs> like <laughs> happened yeah, like I hate when people ask that because I've had people come to me and they're like, "What's wrong with you?" And I literally look at them. And I go, "There's nothing wrong with me, sir. Goodbye." No? <laughs> yeah, what's what's wrong with you, sir? <laughs> That's not how you post someone. You just go, you know, if you wanna if you wanna know what happened, then you just say, "Oh, you know, can you tell me why you're in a wheelchair?" Don't you know? Act like I'm some 
some like dirt or something you know yeah, like you're a spectacle like, just, you're not a person yeah just have a have a full-on conversation with me like oh okay i see you in a wheelchair can i ask you what happened do you mind telling me you know do it like that don't just go up to somewhere and be like what's wrong with you you know mm-hmm. oh why you like that it's just like what <laughs> like, and on. even even then like who are you that I should give you the time of day and <laughs> stop yeah. for a second to tell you about my life story <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, my friend like exactly like what why do strangers feel they have entitled to know someone else's business I don't know you sir why do I have to tell you what is my this is very personal to me you know yeah. you know I I tell people when I'm comfortable to tell them I'm not an open book Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't have to be an open book because no over, no able body person is an open book. Mm-hmm. So why do you expect that from me? So let me, you know, like if you want to know what's going on in my life, get to know me first. And then when I feel comfortable with you, then I'm going to tell you my stuff, you know? Right. So, Seriously. Because yeah. can, can you we imagine start with my name first? Yeah, like, hey, how are you <laughs> yes. doing today? None of that. Can you imagine if I just went into like a Starbucks and I saw someone with a bad haircut? Oh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Your haircut sucks. What's wrong with you? Like, <laughs> like you just look at something physically what's wrong with you like really somebody has mishmashed socks i'm gonna be like what's wrong with you all all of those things you would be like that's weird but somehow it's not weird to do that someone in a wheelchair but it's tiring like luckily for you you you've got this strong character this confident character not everybody has that that could be so draining you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and even for you like not yeah fair. not saying that it's not harmful or not draining to you but right we're assuming that you don't cry every night about it this what we're saying <laughs> no no no, no. Like, I, don't, I, <laughs> That's I don't cry about it no I don't but you're right because there are some people it, that really does affect them you know and, and that can really trigger someone like if you go to someone because you don't know what the person is dealing with you don't know what they have been through you don't know what they have been told their entire life and then you two just go up to some random stranger and be like what's wrong with you you know you just made that person feel worse about themselves you know yeah. and you can trigger something out of this, something in a person that makes them just like you know be like man I'm, I'm a piece of garbage and that's not true like you're not a piece of garbage you know yeah, yeah. moral of the story leave your assumptions at the door mm-hmm. leave your questions at home mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly just you know the people you see in front of you like people Mm-hmm. apparently it's very and, hard and i think that's all people want like all disabled people they just want like i said we just want to be treated equal okay and just treat us how you would want to be treated because i don't think anybody's gonna want some person going up to them just asking questions like that or asking them personal questions when you don't even know that person's name yeah you know like that's just inappropriate to me like i wouldn't go up to some random stranger and be like oh well tell me about why you're so fast you know no. like, i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna like, add, i'm gonna look and make any attribute of yours and decide that number one it's wrong and then number two you you have i have the mm-hmm. right to know why like mm-hmm. yeah exactly absolute trash <sighs> anyways <clears throat> we could all take a nice deep breath here and uh relax refresh renew yeah have our daily scream maybe have a daily scream after this you know i was gonna say meditate but we can scream too <laughs> Duh, like yeah <laughs> yeah able-bodied people uh got a lot to do um obviously everyone does really but it's always nice to find people that we could just show up and talk to about this stuff and not have to um worry about offending anyone or worrying about their feelings or anything just show up and be ourselves and just talk about this all of this annoying crap (laughs) yeah you know and i'm not saying like all able-bodied people are like that like i said i have amazing people around me and i've met some amazing people along along the way but there's just some few of you out there (laughs) you know behave like this and i think like just think twice before you just say something or do something you know think about it yeah. you know think about your actions think about your words because your words do affect people you know yeah, um true. and just you know like really take take the opportunity to get to know that person because you don't know how amazing the person might be or what positivity or insight that they might bring into your life but you won't know that unless you give them a chance mm-hmm. this is true gotta give everybody a chance to just be a person 
So yeah, thank you, Mariah. Mariah does not do social media, so you cannot no. find her. <laughs> Please don't come uh, looking for me because I do not like social media. <laughs> there's nothing. That's it. That's all you got from her. So this is it. She's gonna disappear back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's go all. back into your shell. <laughs> She's going back into her exactly. shell. Exactly. I just and, you know, I deleted all my social media accounts because I got annoyed after a while and yeah I just don't find you know my life so interesting to be posting every day (laughs) (laughs) so this is it so if you miss Mariah you're just gonna have to rewind this episode and and reminisce that's all and if you want to see Mariah on love is blind please (laughs) (laughs) yeah let us know when when love is blind is in Florida or Tennessee she'd go to her mom's house (laughs) (laughs) we'll sign her up how am I gonna handle that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It'd gosh. be so funny and great. Like it would be amazing. Oh my gosh. That would be so awkward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, Disable Girls out. Thanks for listening to Disable Girls Who Left. We appreciate all of your support and everyone who's taken the time to show us some love. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, or write a review of our channel. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Player FM, Google Podcasts, and more. You can also find us on Instagram at Disabled Girls Who Left.